Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Memo, Sochi's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Brand Marketing and PR at Sochi, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawson, Sochi's Director of Market Insights. Thanks for joining us today. Now, let's jump into this week's memo. Hello, and our first item for this week, the Federal Trade Commission has issued new penalties and guidelines for misleading online reviews. The FTC has levied a $4.2 million fine against online retailer Fashion Nova, accusing the company of using the Yachtpo platform to promote its business by publishing positive reviews of products and suppressing negative reviews. According to a statement, the FTC found that Fashion Nova was only publishing product reviews of four stars or greater. The FTC also issued letters to 10 review management platforms, advising them to cease similar practices and stating that, quote, avoiding the collection or publication of negative reviews violates the FTC Act. The letter goes on to state that asking for reviews only from customers likely to leave a positive rating is also considered a violation. These practices are typically described using the term review gating. A post from FTC attorney Mike Atlison expands upon the ruling, stating that reviews of products as well as businesses require protection if consumers are to continue to trust online reviews as a valuable information source. In the post, Atlison says the FTC has recently sent penalty notices to some 700 businesses for making use of misleading reviews and endorsements and has updated its its guidelines for websites and marketing companies. The new guidelines state that review platforms must favor transparency about how they deal with reviews, identify incentives and material connections between sellers and reviewers, treat positive and negative reviews equally, have reasonable processes in place to spot fake or deceptive reviews, and have affecting, effective reporting mechanisms for consumers and businesses to use. Next, we have news that Google is highlighting snippets from customer reviews in a prominent new display on business profiles with the heading Updates from Customers, according to Tabot Otta, who shared a screenshot on Twitter. Otta pointed out that the display is similar to that of Google Posts and suggests that the content, which may also include a photo, seems to come from local guides. The feature may not be entirely new. Claire Carlisle replied to Otta's post saying that she's been seeing updates from customers since last year sometime. Joy Hawkins reported that she was seeing the feature for many U.S. restaurants, but so far I've been unable to reproduce it, so it may be rolling out slowly as these features often do. Next, we have news from Facebook parent company Meta claiming that they have built an AI supercomputer that is, quote, among the fastest artificial intelligence supercomputers running today. They hope to use the computer to lay the groundwork for building the metaverse, according to a story on the AP. Once its construction is complete sometime this year, Meta believes that their computer, which is called the AI Research Supercluster, will be the most powerful computer in the world. It will be capable of analyzing trillions of documents across hundreds of languages and a variety of media, including text, images, and video. The computer will be used to run deep learning algorithms in order to understand the content of the documents it examines. Use cases include real-time voice translation for large groups of people for the purpose of collaborating on projects or playing games. 
when Google My Business changed its name to Google Business Profile, somebody missed a step and abandoned the Facebook page handle for the old name, after which it was quickly nabbed by a company selling Google reviews. This embarrassing miss on Google's part, shared on Twitter by Joy Hawkins, after which Mike Blumenthal wrote a blog post suggesting Google had been quote-unquote pwned. The questionable offering included conspicuous typos and reviews for sale at $4 each. Luckily for Google, the page remained live for only about 24 hours and now returns as an error. Google's new Facebook page is at facebook.com slash Google Business Profile. Google is still planning to sunset third-party cookies in the Chrome browser sometime in 2022, following Firefox and Safari who have already done so, but its plans for a cookie replacement have just shifted, according to an announcement from the company. Gone is the concept of federated learning of cohorts, or flocks, Google's proposal to group users anonymously based on their shared interests. Instead, Google says it will launch a Topics API that will store three months' worth of interest categories for users based on their website visits, again, without storing any personal information. The top five interest categories, or topics, for each user will be displayed to advertisers who have integrated the Topics API when the users visit the website in an advertiser's network. And the advertiser can then choose to target ads to the user based on the indicated interests or other contextual factors. Joey Abna, posting in the local search forum, has spotted a new metric, food orders, in the GBP actions table that appears in search amongst Google's relatively new performance metrics. Abna says the new metric appeared on Friday, January 29th for the restaurant that he manages locally. With the addition of food orders, Google is now displaying a fairly long list of action types in performance, including calls, messages, bookings, directions, and website clicks. Similar to the actions table in the insights page of the Google Business Profile Manager dashboard, the new table emphasizes a broader range of action types and seems to be designed to make conversion-oriented actions front and center in the minds of GBP owners and managers. The food ordering interface within GBP supports both first-party and third-party ordering, as yet it's unclear whether the new metric reports on both types and whether it makes a distinction between them. That's a wrap on this week's memo. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out at meetsoshi.com and the Soshi blog, where you'll find more information about the topics we've covered here. You can also subscribe to the local memo on your favorite podcast service so you'll never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlson, and we'll see you next week on the local memo.